0: Cross politic begins in three, two, have a heart that
1: breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not
2: true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman.
1: Government, no political system has
3: ultimate supremacy. Jesus, King of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission
1: to His lordship. You are not. Protecting women, you are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. Oh, but that's, I didn't uh, start it. Uh, sir, sir, with all due respect,
0: that's the argument of a five year old. I
4: didn't start it. Right When the spirit comes upon people, they go to war, they go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back and they're slaughtered.
0: You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the water boy. Pastor Toby Sumter and the Chocolate Knox.
3: Hello, y'all! Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us, and a special welcome to New St. Andrews. Can we get a hand? Wow! Yeah. Hey, yeah. this is Cross Politics special edition. We got a couple guests that we Lives. need to get to live, and we're live. We're live streamed. This is going to drop on uh, Sunday night, also on our podcast. Um, to get to a couple of our, our guests first, we have. Uh, my pastor, he doesn't recognize me, but I recognize
4: him.
5: Uh, pastor <laughs> oh, Doug Wilson, you. thank you for joining us, Doug. Uh,
6: you, I got welcome. your back, Pastor. I got your back, oh, Notice that he came back. It was the
4: hat.
3: i do not recognize the hat.
6: <laughs> we'll get you one, too, if you want.
3: <laughs> and and then we got uh, my brother from Texas, Dr. Vody Bakum. Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Yeah. Vody Bakum. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. So from Zambia, you came here last. You came. You flew into the states about a week ago, a week and a half ago, didn't you?
6: Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did. You've been busy. A little bit. You've been really busy. Yeah. G three conference, right? Yeah, a couple other conferences. Yeah, a couple other conferences
2: too. and then up here, and, and the new then, grand. And then grandchild. Leave, on, leave on Monday. Yep. New grand baby. Yeah, I got a seven month old grandson, mm. our first grandson. So oh, oh, wow. I got to got to spend some time with with uh, with, with him. Congrats. His parents, but you know, yeah. Yeah, but you don't yeah. care about yeah, them anymore, so, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Just give me the grandbaby. It's yeah, the grandbaby. Yeah, yeah. um, so yeah, it's been, it's been busy. I leave on Monday. Um, to he- go back to heading, Zambia. Heading back to Zambia,
6: yeah. Well, we're going to try and drain you before you leave. Get as much as we can get yes. out of you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: So I, I went and worked out with uh, Vody this morning. He wanted to go work out at North Idaho Athletic Club. And so I woke up, um, uh, took him to the gym. And then he went and worked out and put all the big weights on, on the plates and everything. And I went and ran on the treadmill for about 10 minutes. And I disappeared in the back room and just got on my cell phone for about 10 minutes. But now we're actually. You're he promoting kept, the show. He kept working.
6: You're promoting yeah. the show. That's what you were doing. That's what I'm doing. You're promoting CrossPolitik. That's right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into this, you can find out more about us at crosspolitik.com. You can follow our podcast. Um, uh, you can email us, memo at crosspolitik.com. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're here
4: talking today, particularly about the whole issue of the church. And race, um, and maybe even more specifically, race in American culture, um, and and we want to, we just want to talk. We want to talk about this. Um, we we it, there's a lot of talk already about this issue. Yes. Um, and I, I don't know. It, it's there's there's a lot of words, a lot of thoughts. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of clarity about this issue at all. Well,
6: and I think I think a lot of times too, people have been just almost too nice about the subject.
4: You know, I I feel like
6: that. We should call each other more names. Yes, yes, more (laughs) name calling, and I, I don't find that I have to use my sanctification enough in the conversation when it comes to race. What do you mean by that? I mean that no one is saying anything that's offensive to to that, or challenges me in a way that's like I really
4: need to think about that. But there's, but there's racists everywhere. Aren't you always offended?
6: I am now.
5: Are you, are you white to right now? Well, no, I, I
6: feel like I feel like we need to like have a family meeting. Okay? Right? I feel like we need to say, okay, you know what? I, this is going on over here, this is going on over there, but we're all family. We need to come and have that meeting and we need to just say some stuff to each other that we're probably not going to like. Okay, let me have it. Here. Let me
5: have it right now.
2: Well, no, but you know, th- to me, that's the essence of what's been wrong lately. Um we have people who Um, have been doing things together, um, in the name of unity in the kingdom of the gospel. And when, when certain events take place, if you give the wrong answer, all of the rest of that unity no longer matters you are simply labeled and castigated yeah. and you thrown aside and yeah yeah yeah, yeah wow. absolutely uh, what's d- the wrong answer yeah, yeah well well <laughs> you,
6: you you have a lot of wrong <laughs> answers compared if yeah. you let your critics <laughs>
3: yeah 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 yeah, so, yeah, so Ch- yeah. chalk has been telling us about angry voting.
6: yeah so
2: <laughs> no, bad voting. bad, bad vody <laughs> <Bad Votie. laughs> yeah. but
6: yeah. and, bad vody and angry yeah. vody kind of come at the same
2: time though well, though but you know here's the thing the scary thing about bad vody is that he's not angry <laughs>
6: Oh. oh yeah,
2: he's, he's not. not. Oh. No, no, he's not. But well, that's a little scarier. Ch- David, yeah. David's
4: been slandering you. Well, yeah, because yeah. I called him an angry voting <laughs> and yeah. I,
6: I told everybody, "I, I want to talk to," yeah. so I'll, I'll change it. Not angry, but I want to talk to bad voting yeah. because I know it's bad voting. He just
2: says stuff. Yeah, he just he
6: yeah. just gets in there. He says what he wants to say. He doesn't apologize yeah. about it. Yeah,
2: it's like I, that's like the guy who, like I said. Sometimes I'm not sure that brother's saved.
5: Exactly, exactly. He needs to be invited to the conversation. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we need him to show up. I'm and still and trying <laughs> to evangelize him. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I want to talk to that guy,
4: <laughs> but that's the guy I want to talk to because so so when you say wrong answers though, you mean yeah. you're about what they don't want to hear you're talking about you're talking about people who don't want to hear particular answers is that what you mean it's not necessarily that people
2: don't want to hear particular answers It's it's that there are certain rules and certain assumptions um, you know that are be, that are to be observed and accepted and and when they are not um then, then there's this sort of automatic castigation. Give
4: me, can you give us um, an example? For for example, yeah. um,
2: something there's there's a there's a shooting, and you know, um, you know, some, a black person is shot, and uh, all of a sudden it's well, see, here we go again. Um, and if your without response, without any details, yeah, yeah yeah, any yeah, details. yeah, yeah, and here if you he, yeah. he was shot because he's black, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. if your response is well, we don't even know that, and this. Could have been something that was completely justifiable. All of a sudden, you know, they look at you like you stink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Mm. Um, you didn't give the right answer. You didn't, mm. give, the, you didn't give the right answer.
3: Well, and that, I think part of that gets to the heart of some of the issue here is just a real concern for biblical justice. Like yeah. Like I remember I – remember, or,
5: or lack thereof. Or, or, yeah, lack, lack yeah. of
3: biblical justice. Um, I remember Doug pointing this out a while ago where like Michael Brown in the Ferguson case seemed to be the thug in the situation. But then you go to New York, where Eric Garner was, and it was more like probably the cops were the thugs who were tackling this guy for selling cigarettes on the street. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. And and to being able to draw distinction, justice, biblical justice distinctions, and all this, I think would would um, kill a lot of the 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 the, the presuppositions that yes, you, if you don't sign off on, then you're done. Yes. Well, yes. if
0: someone describes a scenario to you, uh, teenager is shot at a mall in the parking lot by three cops, and you you're sitting back and you don't know what to think about it because you do not yet know what color everybody was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Th- then, then you are the problem, mm-hmm. right? You should be able to determine uh, what the just response was without knowing the colors.
3: pigmentation. I mean. Yeah, if,
0: if you... Where's his if, organ? If you don't know... Where's his organ? Yeah. I
6: don't know if I agree with him yet. Oh. No.
0: <laughs> if, yeah, if you don't know what side you're on, yeah. then uh, until you get the colors straight, and that doesn't... Sometimes uh, guilty whites want to be automatically on the side of the black, whoever that is. Right. Um, and then if you're a black man wearing a blue uniform, the blue uniform trumps your blackness. You know every, the rules are very complicated, but that's the pro- that's the problem. Biblical justice, the the, the cliche, it, the or the statue or the the image we have of justice blindfolded. That's the thing that justice is not supposed to be looking at.
6: It, yeah. that yeah. wouldn't be so much of a problem to me if it wasn't if it if it okay. So you have the church right that you expect the church people to think one way. We're Christians. We're evangelicals. We think one way about the situation. But the problem it seems that the church people are thinking. More of the problem, at least especially in, in a lot of the black community, black culture right now, it's if, it. if somebody was shot in that situation, they're like, they are waiting to hear if he was black because then they know how to judge a situation. Why don't we have more unity in the church when it comes to situation? Why, can, why aren't we thinking more <laughs> biblical about this?
2: We have yeah. different lenses. We have different lenses. And, and as black people, there are many things. Uh, again, I, I was born in 1969. Um, and so my oh, parents, yeah, he's a grandpa. Okay, I earned this. Okay, I earned this. You do this know right we here. can't hit on this show. Yeah, right? I, 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 I earned this. Where, right where is chocolate Knox? Used um, just no, for men. No, yeah, that. yeah. No, I earned this brand. Oh.
5: And so <laughs> uh, you stay over there. You stay
2: over there. It's Beijing. It's Beijing. You know what I'm talking about. And so, you know, again, my parents, you know, child of children of the '50s. Yeah, you know, it 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 was a it was a very different uh, country then. Yeah, and so things that I was taught, um, things that I experienced, shaped the way I interpret events. Yeah, and and that's true for all of us, right? You know, Um, those things shape the way that we interpret events, and that that's not necessarily a problem. It's not necessarily a problem that when I see something, it's shaped by all of those things. The problem is if I'm not recognizing that my pers- perspective uh, is shaped by my experiences, and then someone else who doesn't look like me, their, you know, understanding of this event is shaped by their perspective. When my automatic assumption is you are an evil person. Because this perspective doesn't line up with my perspective. See, that's where we run into the problem. I don't think there's a problem that uh, we have different sort of visceral reactions to certain things. The problem is when we judge others because they don't share it.
6: Do, do you think the brothers on the left are doing that? Our Christian brothers on the opposite side are doing that? The reformed Christian brothers. This is not like, you know, the, the liberal Christian brothers. These are the reformed Christian brothers who are saying, like, you guys don't get it. And they're, they're not judging and saying, oh, you're evil. They're just saying, you don't understand. I mean, a good example of that would be Jamar Tisby from um, Reform African American Network, right? Uh, right after the election, he said, I'm, af- I'm afraid to go to my church, my white church, and fellowship with my white brothers right now. And basically it was because of the fact that they don't understand the position that I'm at. I met. They don't understand what a Trump election means for me and for my culture and for other people who are minorities. And I'm going to go fellowship with a group of people who are... are are, are celebrating what seems to be like a demise for me. How am I going to engage with them and and not look like the jerk? Because I snap out and be like, what's wrong with y'all?
2: Yeah, and eight years ago, the shoe was on the other foot. Where was Jamar? What shoe? As far as when Obama was elected, there were a lot of people who felt a lot of angst then. But those people who Votie, felt Votie, angst,
6: that was our first uh-uh. black president. But he was, <laughs>
2: listen, listen, listen,
5: listen. He's, he, he's from
2: Here's another problem. He We got a burger on yeah, Can we get one?
5: So, Can we get one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he,
2: he, was, he was our first bi-ethnic president. Um, it's oh. interesting. It, it, it's interesting how, you know, it, it, black people seem to have short memories sometimes. Uh, why do we call a person who is bi-ethnic black? Well, because it has historically been understood that whiteness is pure and blackness right. is a perversion of pure, pure whiteness. whiteness. That's right. And uh. so for a person to, who's bi ethnic to be called black is really a racist insult. Okay. Mm. Because uh. again, he's as white as he is black, but you can't call him white because white must be pure. Right. Right. You see, right. All of a sudden, that's not a problem anymore. Barack Obama's our first bi-ethnic president.
5: Huh. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, I, I, think, I think, though, the, the opposite. So you know this. I'm working hard to think about this on the other side. So, yeah. But, but I, I think, so being in the culture, living in the culture, I, the response to that would easily be, he's black because white people didn't want him. Right? Like
0: that that would be white people fawned over him his entire life. No, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking
6: about the whole idea of why the mixed race, mixed kids, mixed people weren't accepted into white culture. The white white
0: people wouldn't have wanted him 100 years ago. But uh, the the white people were all about him.
5: Yes. Um,
0: In other words, he was fawned and flattered. And so basically, what we're doing is we're reaching back into. uh, centuries old conflict yeah. and dredging those things up. And I don't want to say that they're all entirely gone because obviously people, generations and peoples have long memories. But the, the thing that's, the thing that's crucial about this is that you have to also factor in, in addition to different experiences and different backgrounds where if the other person loves Jesus and you love Jesus, you can ruffle one another's feathers and work it out. Yeah. But. One of the reasons why, even among Reformed evangelicals and blacks who are Reformed evangelicals and whites who are afraid of them, uh, afraid to say the wrong thing, everybody's afraid to say the wrong thing. What happens is something happens, somebody throws down, and then there are a bunch of people that don't think that, really. But if you're black and you don't think that, and you say that you don't, you're going to pay a price, Boy, right. tell me about it. All right.
6: If you're white, <laughs> that's and you, why you're in Moscow,
3: Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hiding here?
6: I'm <laughs> hiding with Bodie <laughs> until we get our black cards back. <laughs> if,
0: if you're if you're white and you say something politically incorrect, yeah, you're a racist, bigot, hater. If you're black and you say something, wait. Let's wait till the jury hears everything. You're a compromiser. You're a, you're an. You're uncle. not down for the cause. You're an you're Uncle Tom. Tom. You're yeah. you're you're not really black. That's you're not, right. You're yeah. not genuinely black. You're an Oreo. It, and so you're. <laughs>
3: uh, so. <laughs> and Vody had to adopt yeah. seven African American kids and move to Zambia to keep his black card.
2: Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's, not, that's not black enough. Yeah. That's, that's not. not that's,
4: that's not black enough. No,
0: that's not. So, so what, that's what's not necessary is courage. Right. What's okay. la- what's lacking is courage. So people are af- deathly afraid of being misunderstood or misrepresented or attacked, and they don't want to lose their their friendships or their contacts or their conference invitations or whatever. And so everybody's cowed because they're afraid to get it out on the table and wrestle it out, you know, work it out.
3: But, but what, if- about, what about Tabidi? Like, I, I think some of these people aren't cowed. They aren't afraid. They actually...
6: You um, want to pick that name up? You just drop, we're just dropping names off just over the place.
4: Them. Notice he didn't try to say his last name. <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: And a yeah. <laughs> uh,
6: um,
3: <laughs> You know, uh, but he, like some of these leaders, I think, are playing identity politics or tending to put forward identity first before scriptural principles, um, like, like I see Tabidi doing. Um, I guess I'm just kind of challenging the the, the narrative that it's, it, some black people are just scared to say it, but I think some of them aren't scared to say well, it. Well, scared doesn't. to
0: say what? No, the point is, uh, when Tabidi does that, he's not going to be attacked as someone who's betraying his people, mm-hmm. yep. all right? So if someone says...
4: And, and we're talking about him saying he, he's going to vote for Hillary, like that kind of thing? Right, that kind that of we're thing. Talking about? Yeah. He's
0: not going to be yeah, attacked. But if, yeah. if he were um, going, going to say, let's say, I, let's say he came out for... Ted Cruz or something. Donald Trump is a whole problematic other right, set right. of issues. Yeah. But let's say he came out for someone who's, uh, or for Ben Carson. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's say someone yeah. who's on the right.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, he would pay a heavy, heavy price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the point is that if you're not going along with the progressivist leftist agenda, the Marxist agenda, if you're not going along with it, then you're somehow a race traitor. If you are white and you're, not going along with it you're a throwback to bull connor
4: mm-hmm. i want to go back to the jamar tisby thing that you brought yeah. up is, is this uh, Vodi when when he says like you can't you don't understand my experience um is is that one of those places where he's um he's kind of throwing up something that you just can't answer like there's no like there's no right answer because if you don't have his experience, you don't share his experience, you don't understand how he feels like Trump being elected. That's my invincibility cloak. Right. Because now you can't say anything. Yeah. Because you don't have his
2: experience. You don't have It's like experience.
6: the feminist movement. But that's not what he's, I don't think you that's don't what he's absolutely after though, right? I think he's trying to say, I'm trying to be in fellowship with you. I want to engage with you, but you'll treat me like I'm crazy if I actually come out and express this to you. Now, I think there's a whole nother sin there, but I don't think he's trying to hide behind.
0: Just kids. like I'm treating you as crazy for the way you voted.
6: Well, and I would even say, so what? Isn't it your responsibility if you're the mature brother to be engaged with them and help them understand? Right. Like If, it, if it's true that there's something that they're not getting, which is possible in a situation where we're simple people. We don't don't see what another person of another race goes through. And we do have different stories. And we do have different stories. Right. Why not be the one then to go in and say, hey, brother, look, let me show you where this is missing. Not to pull away and say, I don't want to be with you. And I'm afraid of you. And I'm afraid of you.
2: Because isn't that also ascribing uh, ill motives to our brothers? Absolutely. Because there are people who voted for Donald Trump for myriad reasons. Okay, and so to assume that you know anybody who did that has to be this kind of person with this kind of motive, um, again, that that that's ascribing an ill will to people that you know I may disagree, and I, and I was open about my about my disdain for. For 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 uh, for Donald Trump as as a person, you voted for him, um, and and <laughs> I, I was also open about my disdain for
5: for, for Hillary
2: Clinton. I'm just trying to get a bead um, on you, just yeah. Just, no, yeah. I was yeah. This, this uh, body when, when people moment. people in Zambia would come and they'd be like, "Hey, you're American, right? Your election. What are you?" I'm like, "I'm for me, it's like dumb and dumber, you know." Um, yeah, it's I'm never been so glad to live in Zambia, um, but. <laughs> but my but my point is you know there are some people who they're like man this supreme court nomination they they would agree on a lot of the stuff that maybe Jamar was even worried about but for them there are these you know
4: single issue voters and they're going this this is the thing, well, you know. We, talk, we talked to Alveda King. We interviewed her on this show and that was her that was her story. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. she she said I'm I'm just voting for him cuz he says yeah. he's going to appoint a pro-life yeah, yeah. justice for the wall. Yeah.
2: Or if you are if you on. are
4: a farmer in South Texas,
2: you know, and people are traipsing across your property as they come into the country right. illegally, and 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 you're afraid for you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You you may be going ooh that, that wall thing. Yeah, let's do that. You know, right, th- right. Th- Again, there are there are myriad reasons that that people were, were 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 moving in that direction. So I think you know to to come back and say um, you know anybody who did that is somebody that you know I need to be afraid of because. You know they're not thinking appropriately. You know of 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 me as their brother. Well, yeah, I,
4: that, that, that's, just, that's, that's just and that's, and that's fundamentally. Yeah. A, I mean, that's a denial of the power of the gospel. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, when we say, you know, the Bible says that uh, we are all made in the image of God. We came from the same parents. We're part right. of the same race.
2: One race, many right? ethnicities. Right? Yes. Yeah,
4: and, and it's this. It's the one blood of Jesus yes. that washes us clean. It's the one spirit that unites us. Right? Yeah. Hey. Uh, this is a question oh, okay. I thought you were giving me five uh, No,
6: not yet uh, uh, I agree with that Why doesn't it look like that on Sunday mornings?
0: Well, that's the. Like what? Let me. Uh, Go ahead, Pastor. Do
5: it. Tag, tag. Oh, <laughs> you give him five. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking five. him in. That's we're, I'm that's,
4: not going to give you any beer. That's because where yeah, I'm from. Stand down the and do any sin. beer. They Love they your don't. brother. That's where,
0: because of where
2: I'm And sitting. I think it's interesting, too, that y'all, y'all put the beer in front of the Baptist.
4: On <laughs> purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see
2: if you're
6: going to partake with this or you're going to break fellowship.
5: What about that one blood? What about that one blood? <laughs> so,
0: when someone says, "Why doesn't your church look that look this way? Yeah. Why isn't it ethnically diverse?" I'm, am I allowed to ask if the church is in northern Finland? Absolutely. So, it, why why on earth would a church in the chimney of Idaho have to look like a church would look if in Brooklyn or in L.A.? They're cosmopolitan. Places and there are places that are not cosmopolitan. Yeah. And if you have racially segregated churches that are deliberately segregated, in other words, you can't come. Right. That's, that's a gospel issue. So we won't let you come because of your ethnic background or your tribe or whatever. The, um, that is rebellion or disobedience from scripture. But if it just happens that uh, 90% of the people and if you if you encounter black people here in Moscow, they're usually, usually yeah. playing basketball for the U of I,
6: <laughs> or WSU, or, or WSU, yep. or
0: they're an engineering student from Nigeria. Yeah, right. And or they're making movies. Or they're making movies. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's
6: okay. I don't feel left out.
5: <laughs>
0: I said, I, I use the word that u- hurt? usually. Usually. <laughs> usually. <laughs> Then there's unusual.
6: Right. Oh, so, so it's okay. I, all right. I got thick skin. All
0: right. so. How's your
4: sanctification doing over there?
0: You asked for. So, I I have a point here that I'm trying laboring to laboring to get to. So um, I wanted to go back to what Toby said about the power of the gospel. Yeah. And uh, when we talk about race issues, almost always it it breaks down into cultural issues. And what whites have done in history, what whites think they have done, what blacks have done, what we accuse one another of doing, mm-hmm. you know, what does this culture do, what does that culture do, and so on. But if we're Christians, we ought to be thinking, in the first instance, what did Jesus do? Mm-hmm. What did the gospel do? What will the gospel do? Mm. Right? So if you say, if you look at one culture the way Europe was 750 years ago, and you look at what the gospel did to europe and then you go to some place like africa and you say something like but that could never happen here mm-hmm. right the cathedrals and the symphony orchestras and the you know the glorious you know all of that couldn't happen here you're saying so you mean to say that jesus couldn't do that here yeah right yeah well, because that's fundamentally what you're saying and and so the theological um The theological assumption, the distortion of two kingdoms teaching, Mm -hmm. which is that Jesus, um, backs away from all cultural achievement. He has no cultural impact. When we've accepted that assumption that the gospel has no cultural impact, that the gospel doesn't transform peoples and nations and tribes, then when you look at Europe, if Jesus didn't do it, then the white people did do it. Mm -hmm. Right? Right? If it's so in in first Corinthians. (laughs)
6: Oh. I'm sorry, that, it, was, it, was good time. it was a good time Y'all know it's a good time, y'all feel like clapping yeah. uh,
0: That happened to me one time before on this show
6: uh-huh. <laughs> It just freaks you out every time It,
0: it, it admittedly throws me you at Just tag Bodie and he knows what to do because so, I'm black? Tapping. You say that because I'm black?
5: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yes, what I'm
3: saying. Bodie's foot started tapping
4: <laughs> His head went up so
0: if you if you say, basically, you have to say this is a gift. Every cultural improvement is a gift of the gospel. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Right? So if if there's genuine progress, if it's really progress, then it's really from God. If it's not really from God, then it's not really progress. It's mm-hmm. not really something we want. Mm-hmm. If it's something we want, we should want to share it. If If we're all descended from Adam, it's shareable because the gospel is something we're commanded to preach to every creature. If if they're moving around and breathing and talking and walking, then the gospel comes to them, and then after three hundred years of that, you, you you go into a tribe of cannibals in South South America, or you go into some really backward place, and if you say Jesus could never do a mighty work here culturally, well then how did he manage to do it in Northern Europe? Right. So you know,
4: so how do we go? How that, do we get here? How do we get there
0: well,
6: and from I totally, here? Exactly. And I totally. I'm look. I believe that and I want that I'm just trying to figure out yeah, how we get there because when I go like here of course I don't expect to walk into our church and see 30 black families chilling waiting for service I just that's not our that's not our cultural makeup here well it's because you're always late though <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, oh, oh. <laughs>
6: you're so, you're so nice. Hey Gabe, how do you know I'm late? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We coming together, Same man. Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No doubt. I don't know. Me my <laughs> phone, right bro. Logged out right, the side. right after Confession okay. of sin, <laughs> I'll no, make it in for Confession Assin. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so but I don't expect I don't expect to see that here. But when I go to inner cities like Minneapolis, Atlanta, Georgia, California, and I'm there and I see such, I mean, that most divided hour in our time is 11 o'clock where races split off and everybody's separated. Yeah. And No matter what church you're going to, you see, you, you don't see a mixed culture, a mixed group of people who are surrounded. Actually, they're driving an extra 35, 40 minutes away to search
4: for their cultural preferences. Right. And that's, it's not even, I mean, it's manifest somewhat in skin color. I mean, you see that. But we're talking about cultural differences I mean, cultures too. Cultures usually I mean, follow I mean, a lot of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. But, but, but you walk in and, and you can either feel at home or not quite feel at home. Right. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh...
3: And, and it not be a skin issue.
4: Well, I'm, so, but I'm saying like, I mean, you, you would, you know, I go I would go into a, you know, an inner city black church, church that's mostly black. And I know that like, I mean, I'd, I love Jesus with them. Yeah. And I'll do everything I could. But I know there would still be things about it that I'd be like, you know, I am still <laughs> very, very white.
6: <laughs> well, well, and this, I, I think it goes further than that. It,
2: and I, and goes, I didn't know it <laughs> <laughs> <That's all laughs> I got here. I have never been whiter than I am in this moment. Yes. Right so, now.
6: So that's <laughs> what it, ah, but it,
2: pushes
6: ah. it it pushes it to the point of I can't fellowship with them because of that. Right, which, which is. And it, I think that's happening a lot in our churches. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. You love Jesus. We believe the same thing, but there's no way I could spend two hours with you guys in the same room. Well,
5: well, you know, let, me, like,
3: let, me, let me put a metaphor to this. Uh, when I was thinking about this topic and we were talking about it. I like uh, it when he
4: says he's going to do a metaphor. Metaphor. I'm mm. not very good
3: at him. I'm from Texas. So. Watch uh, it.
4: Votie's from Texas, too.
2: That's, right, that's my fault. Uh, actually, I'm from California Los, Ange- Los Angeles Los Angeles, yeah. Angeles. I'm, right. I, they're good I am I am the worst man. kind of Texan man <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a Texan by choice <laughs> oh, oh, that, oh
5: brother that that means he did it on purpose Means he has <laughs> <been going> on, <laughs> on right now he I
3: did he did <laughs> so, um I feel like I've, I think a good metaphor that kind of helps me kind of at least process some of this is is thinking about like a challenging marriage, marriage where um they're using some of the same language they're getting offended they're, um, they come from the, the same blood in Christ, and, and yet they still um, are having a hard time being able to deal with the issues between them. And a lot of it, it has to do with some language, some sin, some um, hey, Brody, Brody, assumptions.
6: Hey, which would, would you hand me one else? You want a beard? Yeah. Grab one for yourself, okay. too. All right. <laughs>
3: Grab one. For go yourself. ahead, Gabe.
5: Go ahead, Gabe. Go ahead. There you go. <laughs>
3: um, and, and so, you, you know, all these layers are there. Um, uh, everything from actually real sin to, to communication challenges to assumptions in in each other's um, where they 're coming from and all that and and I feel like that that's that's kind of part of what is is seems to me kind of challenging in all this is that there's there's some there is some real sin there are some just real communication issues that we just need to get over and um, so if we
4: run with that metaphor though yeah. I mean please that,
3: someone take it from here i 'm running out of work
4: <laughs> I was going to let you just kind of trail off yeah. for a while and
3: then uh, am
4: <laughs> I um <laughs> But the answer then, the answer then is, I mean, you, gotta, I mean, you have to live together. Right? I mean, you know, when, when I... I mean, exactly. Right? we don't want to! You have to live together. Except, you, you, the,
0: ex, except that, the, the, here's where the analogy breaks down. When you, when, you're, when you marry someone, you've chosen to live together with them for life. You make a covenant, and you're obligated to work it out. When we're dealing with hundreds of thousands of Christians, millions of Christians all over the world... Let's say a bunch of Koreans come to the States. Is it a sin for them to form a Korean-speaking church? Well, is, is,
6: <laughs> I, what, no. well, no, no, no. Actually, this happened in Georgia. Right now, the PCA church, they have another branch just for the Korean church. And they're not just speaking Korean there, but they don't want to be a part of the white church there in Georgia.
0: Right so if is is it a sin to move to another country with a bunch of your people and want to keep your ethnic identity alive and do the church potlucks potlucks have anything to do with that do you want your kids to hear you know it, is it a sin is there an ethical obligation a mandate that says thou shalt racially mix at every opportunity I don't I don't see that in the bible I, I see that you're prohibited from setting up artificial barriers. Yeah. Right? So if... um so like the,
3: get the American flag out of your church kind of barriers. Yeah you, yeah,
0: you ought not to... Ha- exactly. You yeah. ought not to set up barriers where if someone for various reasons marries into your circle... Or he wants to come. It's close to where he lives. And, and he's the one Dutch guy in the Korean church, you know, and <laughs> yes, he wants to. That's fine. He should be, he should be welcome and embraced. But if we're, if we're chasing people and we're saying churches that have the, a similar ethnic background are prohibited, I don't. Well, I don't what if we see flip it, it around though?
4: What if we flip it around though and say, okay, there's, it's not a sin, but isn't the command to love your neighbor? Doesn't that create a certain kind of gravity, though, that's pulling you out towards the people you live near? Doesn't that, doesn't that create a kind of gravity? I mean, you're, sure. you're, they're next, they're next door to you. You're going to have them over for dinner uh-huh. uh, when they, you know, you take them to dinner. You're going, you know, when I mean, you got to be able to talk to them. You got to know their needs. I mean, that 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 creates a certain kind of gravity that's pulling you towards them, outside of yourself. And it seems like over time, just that commandment to love your neighbor, it, it's it's not going to obliterate cultures and ethnic, ethnic, I can't talk anymore, ethnicities, (laughs) but it's going to, but I think it's going to break, it's going to break through some of those barriers, right?
6: There's something wrong when I'm driving an extra 45 minutes out of my way past other good churches because I'm finding the one with the people that match my culture, right? Like there's good churches right there, but you don't want to go there because of, well, they don't match me. Well, what do you, but
0: what do you, what do you well, mean when uh, you say they don't match? But
2: is, is racially.
6: There, racially, culturally. Culturally they're, they're, too, they're too white for me.
0: They talk white or they look
6: white. I want to go to a church. <laughs> 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 I want to go to a church. And this is, this, is, this is, so there's a reformed church in Georgia that I love. But the people there are going to the church because guess what? They get to see eight black elders stand up at the front of the church. And it's such a powerful thing when I see eight black men standing up there in suits. And that's why I'm there, because the majority of the elders there are black, and that's powerful. That's, that's the reason you're picking a church. Right? Why y'all looking at me like I'm crazy? <laughs> 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 you know, there, there's a sin issue going on here somewhere where our preferences are overriding
4: um, the gospel. An idol, We're, an idolizer. Idolizing, an, an idolizing something else.
6: that's not the church. We're not picking churches because of our race. We're picking churches because if I if I had to pick a church because of my race, I wouldn't be here.
5: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> you know?
0: What do you do if there, you're not picking a, a church because of race? You're picking a church because at that church, at fellowship hour, for the last two years running, every conversation is totally awkward.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. Like, that's, what, that's, what, been there. that's what Jamar yeah. Tisby's talking about. Right. That's yeah. exactly what Jamar's talking about. Right.
0: So the the point the point I'm making is that fellowship cross cultural fellowship is hard work
6: and i get to avoid it
0: it's very hard work you you know this in zambia it's cross-cultural
2: uh fellowship is hard work and and the great thing you know i'm sitting here and i'm listening to this conversation and the the reality is we are having that same difficulty but but all the players are still black (laughs) (laughs) right it's a cultural issue it's a cultural Mm -hmm. issue Mm -hmm. it's a cultural issue and we are having to sort of get over ourselves to figure out how to function and assimilate um in in this cultural context that is foreign to us yeah but everybody's skin is black yeah um and and so it's 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 more than just. But to push color. that further, no, but, but a real I'm
6: trying to I'm uniting two different things. Yeah, I get that, but yeah. at this point,
2: you know, for what we're dealing with, it is
6: those two are combined: culture and, and race. Right now, and you used to go to Atlanta. Yeah. Come on now, black mecca, right? Like,
2: right. It's, but it's, even in Atlanta, even in Atlanta, <laughs> you know, the Chocolate City, right? Yeah. So in Atlanta, <laughs> is you it really have called that? yeah you it's yeah really called yeah that. In, in Atlanta you have black people who drive past a number of black churches yeah. to go to another black church They're 45 minutes away <laughs> yeah. right yeah, yeah. and so in the same way that white people do the same thing in the same right. way yeah so, so we, we can't just assume that when somebody is driving past churches to get to another church that it has to mean that there is something wrong with them in, in terms of you know them being racist or whatever um, because the, it, it it happens it it happens here, there are white people in Idaho who drive 45 minutes and pass a number of predominantly white churches in order to get to another predominantly white church because we don't just look for proximity when we're looking for a church. We're looking for, we're looking for connection on a multitude of levels Sure, when, when, when we find a church.
3: Can I? I want to add a layer to this because um, one. Oh, great, we need another layer. We do, we do. Yeah, well, it's an onion, baby. One of the things that you continually hear in all this is that there's a real systematic oppression of black people in our in our in our That's communities. True. In our, That's true. Right? That's totally so, true. So, and, and white that right? we hear that, <laughs> and this is this is one of the charges is that white people can't see it, they can't feel it, they, also they can't true. identify it, right? Also true. Also, true. and and you know, I mean, I. Um. Uh. Um. I was in college. I played college basketball, and I was the only white guy on my team. And I experienced a lot of this stuff with with my black brothers getting pulled over by cops, and they're because they're just black. David, um, has given, told me stories before. Um, whether, um, whether David was right or not, I wasn't there. Um. That's the
6: problem I have right there. See, that's Jamal I got to go to church with this guy. He said so. it was right for me to get pulled over twice. That a was a
3: microaggression. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. But my, my, my point is: is there's a charge that there's a real systematic problem uh, in the U.S. that that um, at some level is oppressing Black people? Um, uh, I read your response to the Ferguson article on that, and you seem to turn that systematic problem. On your own, on on your own, black race.
2: Yeah. Um, Do you remember that? I can. can, Yeah, I I do. Because here's the thing for me, and this is what a lot of people didn't didn't understand, didn't want to understand. This goes back to our experiences and the way that we analyze things and bring those to bear. And so, for for me, for a variety of reasons. Um, one thing that has been overwhelmingly present for me has been this issue of fatherlessness yeah. mm-hmm. and the fruit of fatherlessness. I mean, you look at the the books that I've written over the years. Uh, I, you know, I've been clanging that gong for a long time. That's right. Okay. And so when I'm when I'm looking at things and when I'm interpreting them and when I'm responding to them, there is this. You know, automatic uh, tendency for me to to bring to bear that thing that's been at the forefront for me for a long time. And so I see fatherlessness again. Seventy two percent of all black babies are born out of wedlock in America. Mm -hmm. That's huge. All right. And when you want to talk about the number one indicator of future incarceration, future poverty, yep. dropping out of school, uh, d- violence—again, I mean, you, you, all of these things—you know—they—they—they—they—they they, 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 they come together right there, you know, at that issue. Um, and so, when I addressed this issue, I—I um, I, I went at it from that perspective and from that angle. And what a lot of people were, were upset about was when I used the phrase of you know him reaping what he sowed because he committed an act of violence, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then he- Michael Brown. Yeah, yeah Michael Brown. He yeah, committed yeah, an act yeah. of violence when he robbed the store. He committed another act of violence with Officer Wilson, yeah. and he died in an act of violence, you know? Yeah. Um, but of course, it That's was cold. just people, cold, people. just, you know, oh, you know, That's so cold. you believe in capital punishment for robbing a store, and you believe in, you know, it was just again. I saw it on an anonymous blog. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So all let me that, let all, me pile all in that, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, so again, I, th- this is the point that I was making earlier. It it, it can't be that you know, um, I I, I uh, have a legitimate perspective and was bringing something to bear. Because of the way that I, you know, look at things, especially—I mean, I have seven sons. Yeah, you know, mm. seven black sons, mm. right? Um, and so it—it it, it can't just be that. It must be that I just don't get it, and I'm just, you know, sort of not with my people, you know, yeah. so to speak. <clears throat> um, so- and that—that's—that's that's what's really just. You know, that, that's what's troublesome. Let me, yeah. let me chase the systemic point, because I, I would
0: amen everything that was said here. Yeah. If you look at the illegitimacy rate among blacks today and the way it was, let's say, between the, f- the two 40s. world wars. Yeah, right? Before 65. Before 65. Yeah. Um, this high rate of illegitimacy came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it's, not in, it's not endemic to being black. It's yeah. not endemic to, it's not, you can't point to slavery, Thomas Sowell, shows wonderfully marvelously that in the in the decades following slavery following emancipation the black family was intact was together. thriving together yeah. yes. um, way better than it, it was okay. way better than now way better. and the and so the destruction of the black family in america was not accomplished by slavery not accomplished by white racism and so the question is what what did it white right? legislation it, well it was i would say uh, the quintessential nature of white legislation is called liberalism oh so is there is there uh, a prob- a systemic problem with whiteness in america yes it 's called liberalism it, and, <laughs> yeah. and so what 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 do they do in the inner city if you 're a young black uh, girl and you get pregnant, what happens is the government comes in and they will pay you to not get married. Mm. Right, they said. All right, the father of this child has got a job sweeping out a warehouse. He can't pay. He can't pay you the way we can pay you. We're gonna. If you if you marry the father of this child, then you forfeit all these benefits. We will pay you, bribe you, give you all sorts of benefits, and then we're shocked when we get more of what we subsidize. So, so right. basically, um, yes, I, I think liberalism leftist liberalist nothing is whiter than American liberalism it's white it's whiter than the Pope's knees
6: (laughs) (laughs) you have a a problem with whiteness
5: whiteness? (laughs) uh, um, uh, now whiteness is wrong uh,
3: well and to add that Chuck Staben the president of the University of Idaho when he was living in Kentucky um, he bought a house and on the deed of the house he bought basically said you cannot go and sell your house to someone of the black community Right, you know, so there's this. um, Not only is it like legislation from up on high, but it's like in the neighborhoods where they're creating basically zoning restrictions (laughs) and creating neighborhoods for. for Well, up on
0: C Street here in Moscow, and the conditional use permit for uh, they had. um, We looked at a house up there, Nancy and I did, and there was um, a restriction on selling it to Chinese people. so so basically people are sinners and they've they've had a hard time getting along with each other for forever and the only thing that can address that is the gospel and the jesus does this over time he sanctifies us not all at once He, he he works with us patiently and so we should expect the gospel to work through um, yeah. Like leaven in the, lo- leaven in the loaf yeah. We sh- must not be impatient yes.
3: So if white legislation Has been part of the systematic problem um, Black fatherlessness Has been part of the systematic problem I want to add a third person in yeah. there
6: Reform doctrine has also been a problem like, let's not act like we had.
4: oh, that was the wrong answer. Here we go. Oh, now there I'm in What's trouble. That's the wrong answer. All right,
6: am I in church discipline? Listen, I mean, Dr. Bockham, it's, it's a. Where's blessing your organ
4: out.
0: now?
5: Reform <laughs> 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 oh, theology that's, has
6: been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, yeah. <Okay. laughs>
6: no, but I mean. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, when, when Dr. King was trying to go to seminary, he couldn't get into a reformed conservative seminary. Right? I think it was, um, Tony Evans was one of the first, if you want to call this, I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this. If you want to call it reformed, um, DTS. DTS, if you want to mm. call it reformed. <laughs> mm. Can we get an audible no? For the, it's uh, on camera.
2: No. Okay.
6: <laughs> you know, but he was the first well known doctor that I can think of of our generation. Now we have you, doc. Uh, a, a black doctor, right? Theological the doctor. So there's, there's not like, we, I think conservative Christian, um, conservative christians gave up a lot of influence they have in black culture but that wasn't the, just
2: reformed people no it was, was no no no, no. but yeah, that, was, that was fundamentalist that was conservative that, that, was, was, that was
6: but the liberals well what the liberals you know, were the ones yeah. who said well you want to go to school come over here yeah. so when we look at black theology now it's been taught by liberalism and it's just yeah. now starting to make a turn back to conservative theology, and yeah. and we're starting to see a little bit of rift.
2: No, I'm saying I agree with right, you, right, right, but right, right. to say that it's reformed theology—that's that, what. Uh,
6: no, 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 right, right. Yeah. I, I think though they were—I mean, they were just as bad. You got Presbyterians in the in the—you know—they weren't Bible belt. They, but come my, on.
2: my point is that it's it's everybody. Yes, it, it's the yeah. people. It's the people. Problem. But liberalism people was problem. the one
6: who opened the door. Liberal the, the liberal seminaries were the ones who said, "Well, come in." Yeah. You know. And, yeah. and so it wasn't it wasn't just well white um liberals it wasn't just at a time when conservative christians had a chance to step up and and claim something and say oh there's a people group out here that we can influence with the gospel oh here goes a whole mission field like we dropped the ball i I said we but notice (laughs) but
4: but if you you take what doug said a minute ago and you apply it to this the, the seminary thing i mean what you have driving it then is a certain kind of um white paternalism right right We'll um, take care of you. We're, we're a statist yeah. paternalism. That's what white. That's what white liberalism is. That's you know paying these single moms not to marry the, the fathers of their children. Um, that's maybe driving even some of the zoning stuff. That's that's sort of keeping people in certain places. Yeah. But then add to that, that starting that,
2: institutions on the continent of Africa that don't respect black people and give them an education just a little bit above Sunday school. Yeah. And then certify them as pastors and wonder why. We have yeah. the huge problems that we have with syncretism and everything else. <laughs> but the yeah, just need to add that. To,
4: to add but that. all those, but all those liberal, but all the American liberal institutions that are saying come over here, they're not doing it because they're actually going to teach them the gospel. Right. No. Yeah. I'm, they're, I, yeah. Do, they're doing it because it's it's a, it's more paternalism. It's going to give them a little bit of you know. Th- I agree with that. Yeah. I'm just saying that we had the opportunity. Sure. And. We just didn't.
0: So basically, basically it's virtue signaling. Um, when you had conservatives who just rejected, you know, we're gonna, we don't want you, don't want your kind. The liberals took, um, opened up the doors of the seminary because they, um, they wanted to feel good about themselves. They felt guilty about the sure, past. Sure. They, you know, there was all sorts, of, and there's things to feel guilty about. But whether if we're reacting, careening from the the last bad thing we did. That's not acting. My my dad taught me that we should always act, never react. If you if you react, you're gonna just make another mistake. Right. Yeah. If you if we we should look at a mess. If we if we've got a mess, we have to look at it and say, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible teach a pastor or an elder session or a seminary uh, dean? What does the Bible teach us to do in this situation? Yeah, right. Suppose so. You're a conservative. Uh, you're a conservative uh, seminary guy, and the first black applicant applies, but his grades aren 't good enough yeah now what do you, now what do you, what's the, what does the Bible say to do right uh, Do you want to do the right thing or do you want to look like you did the right thing
6: Absolutely this, do the right thing
0: yeah, you want to do the right thing, right. and that circles back to courage because the world, the flesh, and the devil don 't want you to do the right what's thing what 's the
6: right thing in that situation?
0: In, in that situation, situation. you look at it and say, is, uh, the ed- educators can't put in what God left out. So if you have to look at this and say, could this guy make it with help? Right. right? If, if, could we work with this? Yeah. And if you could, then the, the goal of fixing your institution's problem is a higher goal than maintaining an arbitrary line. Right. If, If you want to just oh he's black and he's ninety eight point six and he showed up and we want a trophy, right? Yeah. Then then you're just well see and what that what that does token diversity token diversity because what that does is that uh, uh, an accomplished talented black person doesn't want an asterisk by every genuine accomplishment that he makes. Am I in affirmative action? Case or am did I do did I actually do this Was this God's blessing on me or was this somebody trying to assuage his white guilt? So you and this this goes back to our early the first point about the honest conversation. You want to have a conversation where the white people and the black people who are talking to each other are saying what they each believe to be true, right? And the other side knows that they're hearing the truth, right. not hearing flattery. Right.
6: Yeah. And just, so, just for the record, I will take all white guilt that I can. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem well, taking any white guilt. And, and let
0: me tell you, and, and so, well,
6: there's I, plenty of and, it. And I'm yeah. trying to gobble it all as much as I can get. You know? but what I mean by that is, so like you're saying, I've been in that situation before where I didn't qualify for the job. It wasn't that I couldn't learn the skills to be able to do the job. Mm-hmm. Right, but any conservative that I or any any conservative I would have tried to go work for, I couldn't get hired. Right, <laughs> they I, they will not break that standard. Right, right, and because there's a standard there, they want everybody to be the same. That is their positioning. Well, a liberal, when I went in to figure to get the job, I didn't pass the test. She filled out all the answers for me on the test, and I got the job because she did that. Now it just so happened that you could I was grateful and could learn and became the best employee she had. Right, but. I know know it's not the case all the time, but I needed that in order to be able to get somewhere else. So I I identify with people saying, if I can just get a chance, if I can just get my foot in the door somehow, if I can just get there, I promise you, I'll make it worth your time. I'll give everything I have. So I think I like having the standard, but there's also times where people who are able to do it not are not always
4: there but isn't, and isn't that just love i mean i mean when we love each other you know when when we, the body of christ embodies what we're called to do
5: well uh, we, we, we look at one
4: another and 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 we are to um without without break without being unjust without lying without being you know virtue signaling and so sure. on um you know you you look at somebody and you say hey you know you're not good enough yet you didn't yeah. pass the test but you know what um, I, I do see that you're a hard worker. I do see that you're honest. I do see potential here, and I'm gonna, I'm willing to pour myself into you. And we, d- we do that across the board in different ways. You know, not even just. And if you're the-
0: on the, but if you're on the admissions committee, that's those are tough. You know, how's, the, how do I tell the difference between a guy who just needs a chance and a guy who's a slacker? Well, and, and making the wrong call is not yeah. racism. It's these are difficult. Sure.
3: And, in- and what you don't do is situation. fill out the test form. You can. Wait, she hey, did, hey, David, hey. That
4: was wrong, David.
3: Hey. That was, have hey. you repented yeah. of that? Hey, she
6: could be, she could you be fill doing. She's still out the test for me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, but the point is, she could be doing the right thing the wrong way. Yeah. Right? So she, she could be doing the right thing and saying, I see a lot of potential in him, and and then yeah, she cheats yeah. on the test and for you. The
5: end it doesn't justify the meaning. Right, so, right. Yeah. It did
6: in that case, buddy. I was yeah. I got a job. <laughs> for, <laughs> work for three years, make good money. You, you weren't for there. my family. <laughs> you weren't there. I mean I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you could take away those three years, <laughs> I wouldn't have had a job. Just I mean, understand. Understand <laughs> <his experience laughs> you just
2: don't understand the yeah, yeah,
5: experience. You don't understand my experience. Yeah, 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 yeah.
6: Are we gonna do some questions? Yeah, before we do though, Gabe brought up a question that I thought was really interesting. Um he wanted to ask each one of you in the race issue, the culture, the Christian issue, what are the, some of the sins? Uh, I want to switch it. He wanted yeah. to give you this question. What are some of the white sins in the topic of race um, and culture and church? Uh, okay. Where are they filling it? But I think the question should go to voting, that question. And you answer the other question. So you're asking, what are some of the black sins? Okay. And the issue, of, and, and, of, of, and that
3: the reason why is because we've heard. You don't both. think I'm in
0: enough
6: trouble? Oh man! Well, you do so good in trouble. Adversity is like one of those things you grow at. You know, you're just good well, at. Well,
3: because also the reason why is I've I've read a lot of both y'all's writings on this issue, and you both take the log out of your own eye with your own race. I think pretty well, and so we we wanted this to to be a shot in the in the other direction and have a good opportunity to speak into our lives about hey, what, what do you think the the white people need to hear from Vody on this, and vice versa with Doug. So.
6: We're trying to use that sanctification we were talking about earlier.
0: (laughs) And are you talking historically or right now? Right now. Right
6: now. Right now. I I think ties in a little bit historically, too.
0: Okay. So um, I find it difficult to talk about this without a hat tip or an acknowledgement of what I think the essential white sin, the, the central white sin in all of this is, which is to confuse the grace of God and the gospel with their own merit. So 1 Corinthians 4, 7 what do you have that you did not receive as a gift? And if it's a gift, then why do you boast as though you did not? Mm. So whites have have attributed to their whiteness, to their race, mm. to their descent, uh, the accomplishments that are actually given to them by as as fruit of the gospel
3: downstream. And that's seen I, in white nationalism, the, the, concentrated white every, nationalism. Correct. Yeah, so that's yeah.
0: that's, and I think that's a besetting human sin. The Jews uh, Jews fell into that trap. Paul saw the Romans starting to fall into that same trap and warned them about it you don 't support the tree that you know the root supports you, not the other way around. I think it 's a besetting human sin, and I believe that white Christian culture has been very guilty of it mm-hmm. and I think that that um, because of that what happened the complicated system came up where there was a great deal of abuse of blacks by whites that was justified um, in their minds by by this rationalization. Then when guilt caught up with them and they had this situation, um, whites tried to appease uh, their guilt by flattery, um, affirmative action, double standards, etc. So I would say the besetting sin now, generally among blacks, is accepting that offering and d- letting a sense of entitlement develop where you owe me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you owe me because of 300 years ago, you owe me because of this, I'll take, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. And then what that does is that creates a, uh, I think that that has the effect of crippling black achievement, crippling um, black enterprise. Uh, it results in the fatherlessness. There, there's all sorts of problems where uh, that are endemic to black uh, culture in North America today that I think is the result of being unwilling to break with whites trying to buy them off. Mm -hmm. I I think that uh, whites uh, should just seek forgiveness and quit trying to buy people off. And I think that uh, blacks need to stop, start rejecting uh, the plantation owners that are keeping them Mm. in bondage.
6: I'm sorry. What'd you say? <laughs> well, and, and I think that's a, and I think that's a new idea too of the fact that you owe me. You know, when I go back and I look at early Black culture, 1920, 19,19, 19, 19, 1920, 1921, Black Wall Street in Tennessee or in, in, in Oklahoma, it, it seems like at that time, especially Black culture, just wanted to be left alone. Right. Like just leave me alone. You don't have to come see me. I will build industry. We'll sell amongst ourselves. Just, just leave me alone. And now it's turned to give me what you have.
0: And there, there's a shakedown. I, there's race hustlers. The Al Sharptons and, and Jesse Jacksons are, are race hustlers. They shake down corporations. They 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 say you. We demand it. We'll make life miserable for you if we don't get it. And whites are too cowardly to stand up to that that sort of thing. And I believe that the sense of entitlement and grievance, even though there are many sins to be uh, forgiven of from blacks to, to whites. You can't make sin go away by making people pay something other than the blood of Jesus. Mm, Amen. Yeah. Wow. That's good.
6: That's good. Your turn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I think, you know, the major sin with white people is like, if a black person is told he's going to get to answer this, then they answer it first anyway. (laughs)
5: <laughs> so, White people always stealing stuff. Yeah, the
2: they always stealing stuff. that's one. But I, then, I
5: that's
0: real. I'd rather be in trouble with you guys than with, than with the entire internet. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. All of the interwebs together, huh? Um, we get in but, trouble for just but, being around you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this, this, this phrase, and, and I don't even know where it originated, but the soft bigotry of low expectations. Yeah. I, I, I think that, 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 that is a, a huge issue. And I think it manifests itself ironically with what I see as the new and latest iteration of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. So white supremacy, you know, you go back to the, to the, the 19th century and, and Darwinianism. Um, and you have white supremacy based on this evolutionary idea: white people are superior because they evolved in a superior manner. Hmm. Black people are from lower primates, so on and so forth. Uh, before that, you had white supremacy based on uh, this this bastardization of biblical text. You know this yeah. this you know curse of Cain, and you know we're superior because God put you in this inferior position. Today, the latest iteration of white supremacy is actually backhanded white supremacy called white privilege. Right. So what white privilege does is it allows white people to say, I am superior to you, but it's just because I've had more privileges than you. It's still white supremacy, (laughs) mind you.
3: And I'm I'm sorry for it, but I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. I feel really bad for my superiority, (laughs) but... (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. So it is actually the latest iteration of white supremacy. And 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 the the <laughs> the horrible thing about it is that there are white people who are now spouting and embracing white supremacy and breaking their arms patting themselves on the back because you know, they're checking their privilege, right? Right. Uh, So that would be like the Darwinian guy going, yeah, you're evolved from inferior primates, but, you know, I'm going to check my evolutionary privilege. Or, you know, yeah, you know, the Bible, God did curse you, and I'm really sorry for you because of that, but, you know, I'm going to check my (laughs) biblical privilege, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, So now, again, it's just another iteration of white supremacy, and you've got evangelicals all over the place, you know, who are spouting this, you know, white privilege mumbo jumbo, not realizing where it came from, that it's another instance of cultural Marxism and that it comes along with male privilege, American privilege, able-bodied privilege, straight privilege, Hmm? right? There's a whole list. There's a whole yeah. litany. Yeah. You, you don't know. have any friends, do you? Um, no, I ain't got no friends. <laughs> you don't have any friends. I had to go. I had to go to Zambia to have, to have friends, man. <laughs> and if there is
0: and if there is such a thing as privilege, then notice what check your privilege means. It means we want you to take that talent and go bury it in the ground in a napkin. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you really, yeah. if you yeah. really have privilege, then use it to love your brothers. Right. Turn it into some profit. Come, on now. Turn a Come pro- on now. Turn a profit on it. But right. if you say check your privilege, because the, uh, hiding in that is egalitarianism. We want to level everything. You've got to check your privilege. You have to be smug in your superiority, but pretend check your privilege by pretending you're not superior. You know, I'll just be, agree not to behave that way. Yeah. In, instead of saying God has given me these gifts, these resources, how can I love? How can I love That's my people? Right. How can I love my brothers? Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, you know, age old illustration of cutting off the heads of corn. Yes. You know, these heads of corn are taller than the other heads of corn. Well, we'll cut them off so that all the heads of the corn are, are you know, are the, are, are the same size. And that's how we'll have equality. Um, oh, we and and, and it's, you know, it's interesting. What's interesting about that, and this is, this is what bothers me about this. Black people thrive and achieve in meritocracies. Mm -hmm. We don't ask for handouts in the music industry Mm
7: -hmm. and
2: we thrive. Mm. We don't ask for handouts in the NBA and we thrive. That's right. We don't ask for handouts in the NFL and we thrive when black people say no matter what we're going to thrive. And then we say here's what gets me and here's what gets me because I went to a predominantly black high school. And here's what gets me. Academically, we say, oh, well, New St. Andrews, I I don't know if I can make it at a place like that because, you know, we had an inferior school and our school didn't have this and our school right, didn't have that. Right. You know what? When we went and played the white teams, we are like, okay. Game on. They got better equipment. <laughs> they got better uniforms. They got better shoes. They got better coaches. And we are going to Anyway, bad Bad, 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 booty. Okay, okay. That—that was our attitude. Our attitude was, it doesn't matter that you have more. We will rise up and get you. Okay, but then academically, but then academically we turn around and it's, we don't have the same books and we don't have this thing and we don't have, you know, no, that's not my people, you know, that's not where I came from. And so that's why for me, that's why for me, when I look at these issues, I, I, I'm saying, what is it that we have that we can control that will right. change things for us. Listen, if if laws could somehow be manipulated so that black people, you know, no longer get shot by cops, we still have 72 percent. Of our it's children right? being born out of wedlock, and that would still be our biggest problem. Wow. We would still have as yeah. many black babies aborted as born, and that would still be a bigger problem. Preach, preach so church. it's not that yeah. I'm not concerned about these issues, but the problems that we face are much larger than these problems that end up on the front page. Yeah. Right. It, there are so many of us being slaughtered in the womb. Yeah. Okay? And 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 that's a real issue and so are there myriad issues for us to deal with yes there are but there's some that we can actually do something about in our communities in our homes that would transform things and that's where my focus is amen amen
6: that's
3: that's some good. good stuff
6: yeah Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We just want to thank everybody for being here. And if you have any questions, there's a mic right down here. You can go ahead and come ask your
4: questions to the... Can they bring their offerings too? Bring your offerings. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Anybody needs some uh, prayer? We got some elders up here to anoint you with some oil. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and make your way up. Don't be shy. We, We don't mind. We could have answered they, all of the they questions. Don't,
0: David, they don't know what to do. <laughs> they don't know what you're talking <laughs> about.
6: All right. well, guys, look. All you got to do is come up to the microphone. Is oh,
5: that's that question. That oh. yeah, there you go. Oh. There you go.
6: <laughs> this, is, this is called altar call music. And so, like, <laughs> basically you play this music to get people to slip down the aisle yeah. You know, it, so if you play this, people get happy, and it's like, oh, I need something, Lord. I need something.
3: If you had some Johnny Cash, that might that might, um, that might get some people down
6: there. I don't really do Johnny.
3: <laughs> I mean, I like him.
6: I like him, but I, I usually don't do him.
3: We yeah. got one. We got one. We got one. We got a bold man talking to the mic.
5: <laughs> okay.
7: Um, thanks again for having this event. It's been great, and uh, you guys are doing a good job. Uh, my question, I heard on a podcast that uh, kind of what you guys mentioned, too, about forgiveness, um, especially over things like slavery or segregation in the past. The guy was saying, as far as Christians, we can be kind of trying to see the other point of view and saying, don't just say to people, get over it, or like, this will be easy or something. I mean, it helps if someone's a Christian to deal with the forgiveness. But as far as especially the black community, us being a little more sympathetic and saying, this is very difficult, and forgiveness doesn't just come automatically. And how do we deal with that, you know, of saying this could take some time, God needs to do the work, and we shouldn't be, you know, uncaring about just get over it or something. Because we did do some things, and I can't take responsibility for everything that happened in the past, but I need to kind of see that point of view, I guess. And so it's kind of a question. I would want
3: to start with uh, we need to take responsibility with where Doug was getting at, right? We need to take responsibility with our, our liberal legislation that has created a lot of systematic. it's When I've read a lot of Doug and Vody, they immediately start with the sins of their own people, their own um, area, their own um, – you start with the log in your own eye. And they world. own
0: our own generation. So yeah, yeah, in other exactly. words, if you, if you start dealing with the sins you're committing right this minute, that's going right. to give you mm. – um, George McDonald said that obedience is the great opener of eyes. Mm, you yeah. start to deal with sin that you're committing now, that's going to give you clarity concerning the sins of 150 years ago. Right. Because but if you just charge straight to the sins of 150 years ago, the sins of the middle passage and the you know yeah. all the horrendous yeah. things that are done, and then you turn on some white guy whose parents moved here in the 1920s <laughs> and yeah. you demand that he Start. He paid reparations because of the color of his skin, and his grandparents had nothing whatever to do right. with
3: right. what happened Who's the racist here. in that situation? Yeah. What, right?
0: uh, in other words, we can't do simplistic analysis. I do believe that we need to put some things right. I do believe that we have to... Um, I'm in. Right. But
6: am
5: <laughs> we,
0: we have to put things right, but before we can put things right, we have to get things right. That's right. We have to understand it. And we can't just say, oh, you're black, you're white, uh, you must owe something to uh, right. So um, during, when all the blacks were being shuttled from Africa, from the, West, from the Middle Passage, from West Africa, during the same centuries, um, the word slave comes from the word Slav. The Slavic people were being enslaved by Africans in the north coast of Africa. There were slave raids as, as far north as Ireland. Um, as many as a million europeans were taken into slavery to africa at the uh, and africans were being taken to the new world as slaves so suppose we went to libya suppose we went to algeria and we say we want you to pay reparations to germany and the baltic states and we want you to pay uh, uh, reparations to the eastern european states because of this historical incidence of slavery yeah. they would say what are you talking about you know <laughs> what are you talking about that's not that's not part of our cultural memory anymore. Well, there's a way of there's a way of putting things right. There's also a way of keeping things inflamed. And I think we're, we do better at keeping things inflamed than yeah, we do at putting absolutely. things right. And, but
6: just to, oh, I hate doing this because I'm going to get myself in trouble. Just just to speak no, to... you, don't. No, you oh, don't. You're right, you're right. I don't yeah. mind, I don't <laughs> mind, I don't
5: <laughs> mind. Um,
6: just saying. There,
4: there is... It's like your black privilege.
6: You're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> is there a such thing? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll check take it. it. I'm going to take
4: it. <laughs> It's
1: invisible.
6: <laughs> it's colorless. Um, um, the, the reason that I think people are, are pushing the conversation for reparations is because there is still a value to what was taken that is being lived off of from the people that it was taken from. Right. Right. So you, they would make the argument that your equity that you have is based off of my forefather's building for you or what was taken for the last couple hundred years. Right. So, And like you said, there's some things that do need to be put right, but that's the reasoning for it. And for I would
0: saving. say uh, we're not competent to make that calculation. There, w- there yep. are millions, hundreds of millions of variables. Yeah. And if your parents immigrated here in the 20th century, you don't have to f- check this box on your income tax. Right. If you you know, there's
6: just... So because it's too complicated, we shouldn't do it at all.
0: We, that's, why, that's why Jesus came and died on the cross to cut the Gordian knot. Amen. Right, yeah. um, He came to put it all right, to forgive, and, and we need to start treating each other right, right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, as that, God gives wisdom, work our way back. If, you, if and, we start back yeah. there, it's going to make a
3: mess. Uh, amen. And, and I'm from Texas and where? Really? We, yep. <laughs> what? Did, did I, I mention I was from Texas? <laughs> did I? <laughs> uh, and, and the Aztecs, One Texan. The, the Aztecs um, own... Uh, parts of Texas at once, and then the and then the Indians took it from the Aztecs, and then the Mexicans took it from the uh, uh, Indians, and then the Texans took it from the, the Mexicans. <laughs> they were the Aztecans. The Aztecans. Texans. The So, at, at what point were the you know do we keep going back and okay you know the Texans own uh, owe the Mexicans, the Mexicans yes yes the yes Indians, they, do. they do yes yes they do. did you steal it. <laughs> No, they took it. Did you it. take it? They took it like a man. A, it's not yours. You <laughs> got to understand right, what Texans get.
6: Before we move on to our second question, I, just, <laughs> I do want to say something. Um, maybe voting might jump in on this too, but to the question of like just getting over it, and that's not fair to say, and I, I actually think it is fair to say to just get over it.
3: Look, black, that's the gospel, right? Look, black get Christians,
6: yeah. uh, you're Christian first, right? You have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You have a code that one has forgiven you more than you have forgiven anybody else amen. and will continue to forgive you. You don't have the luxury to co- continue to wallow in your sin and hold on to something. You have the responsibility to forgive on sight. Yeah, amen. We have to forgive. That's what I, I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but we have to. We've been forgiven much. We have to forgive much. So we don't have the luxury to to, to not forgive immediately, to not get over it quick.
4: You can give yourself a little bit of organ if you like, want. Like a little organ? <laughs> A and, and, and
2: I'm gonna say this because again, I'm 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 so used to how these things happen. But there are people who just heard that and they're like, Okay, so the next time a shooting happens, you know, we shouldn't hold a person accountable if it was, you know, an illegitimate and mm. that's not what you are saying thank you. That's not what you're referring to. But mm-hmm. again, you and I both know right that there are people out there. And for them, what they just heard was, oh, so, you know, if these kind of atrocities happen. We should it's just not, good. you know, mm-hmm. that's not that's not what's being said here. Absolutely. We're talking about our relationships with one another right. in the church as Christian brothers and sisters. So, you know.
3: Well, that's why we'll get back to, to our very beginning of our conversation yeah. where it's biblical justice. Yeah. Right.
6: This has been we're stayed we're up back. here for like 50 okay. minutes.
3: Yeah, what well, the <laughs> heck, you guys.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cut his mic off. All
5: right, all right. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey
3: real quick, Nate helped Yo. us get up and going in a lot yeah. of ways for across politics. So, yeah, you, know. yeah, you guys. You guys hey, too
5: excited. You know. Okay, anyway, thanks,
3: Nate.
1: <laughs> thanks for coming out, you guys, uh, very much. I wanted to uh, address a, a point that you brought up earlier, Chalk Knox. So you were talking about diversity within the church and how we need to be pursuing that, right? And my question was, how aggressive do we need to be about that? Because yeah. I came up uh, in the A166, the uh, South Seattle, one the most, yeah, pretty much. Okay. one of the most racially diverse zip codes in the U- U.S. Okay. in an Acts 29 church. And uh, Matt Chandler, the leader of that network, says that we need to be very intentional about getting diversity within the church and making sure that people represent all the demographics in their in their region. Yeah. In my home church, which is an Acts 29 church in this racially diverse zip code is 150 white people, a black guy, a Mexican, and my Vietnamese brother-in-law. So, is there's there a, a problem there? There's a joke off? in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Did they walk into a bar? <laughs>
3: yeah. My
1: dad makes it every weekend. <laughs> so, is there a problem there? And then, what is that problem, and how do we resolve it?
6: So, I think the, the first question was, there's like three questions there, so help me get to the other two. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is how aggressively should first of all should we have racially diverse churches? According to me, I think absolutely. If you're in, well, f- depending on where you're at, not
3: yeah. for diversity's sake,
6: and not, well, no, for the gospel's sake.
3: Amen. Right.
6: For the gospel's sake. Right. Um, if I I have a huge passion for the black church, if there is a such thing, before Vodi tackles me.
5: Black be. No Just, such thing as a here black comes church. comes bad booty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. uh,
6: I know that was coming, uh, but I have a huge passion to see black churches come to reformed biblical doctrine, mainly Presbyterian <clears throat> CRC uh, kind of doctrine. So that's, that's, that's my passion. That's my He's heart. He's talking about baptizing babies, Votie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know you know uh-huh. yeah,
5: Go on, jump on it. Jump somebody, on it. Somebody turn Bodie's mic
6: off. And uh, if I could, I would chain everybody up and bring them into the church and say, we're going to get along. We're going to love each other. And we're going to praise Jesus. So that's how, that's how, that's how hard I want to go after it.
0: That doesn't work.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. I haven't tried it yet. I don't know. I don't know. I want to fail it that way first, <laughs> before. But I'm serious. I want if I live in a community where I have um, South Minneapolis has majority Hispanics, Blacks, and um, Asians. My I want my church to reflect the environment that I'm evangelizing to. I don't want my church to just reflect.
3: But that's uh, but that's because you're going to your neighborhood not because you're going to a particular race. Well, but that's right?
6: my well that, that's my whole point. If I'm in that neighborhood, absolutely. Then, then, you gotta then, love your neighbors. then I'm yeah. loving my neighbors absolutely. and my congregation, so, I hope looks like that that fact that I'm loving the people that are around my, me.
0: One of our problems is that we are race obsessed. Yes. Yeah. Right? And so in this situation, I don't know. You've you've given the scenario and I know what the racial composition is of this church in a racially diverse zip code area but i don't know if race is the fun is the factor at all right i'd I'd want to know something what's the income level of everybody in your church everybody's middle class all right everybody's middle class what's the income level of all the racially diverse people in that area ridiculously low okay so i would bet seattle all right so i'd be willing to bet you ten dollars that it has nothing whatever to do with race and has everything to do with the culture, middle-class culture, uh, sure. right? So if, if you have someone over uh, for lunch, and, and he says, well, uh, I can't have you over because I'm living in a cardboard box, and <laughs> you know, and I, basically you've got um, the problems of ministry across uh, economic lines, yeah. Right. Which is another challenging issue. So it sounds to me like there's a problem of outreach and ministry that this church has, but it doesn't sound to me like a racial problem.
6: But, yeah. And I hope I'm saying, I hope I'm trying to say that, but yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying. Because I, but I want whatever the environment is in my community, low middle class, low class, middle class, upper class, whatever that, whatever environment I'm serving, I want my church to look like that, regardless right. of race.
0: Right. So when one one of the things we've seen in, in Christchurch, we have a, a ministry, um, a number of our deacons and folks are involved with a meal with Jesus and guys going to prison and coming out of prison and ministry to down and outers. And for them to come to Christchurch, when let's say somebody's converted, and they come to Christchurch and we're singing Psalms from the 17th century and we're and we're doing doing what we believe God has called us to do, we're trying to build this it's they if they're converted, there are a lot of churches that could that feel much more conducive to them where they if i i don't i'm not taken to what you're doing. Thank you for all the help. I know that you love Jesus, I know you love me, and I know that you brought me to the lord and i but there's a barrier yeah right yeah so if if you're if you are educated at a certain level and if you live at a certain economic level and you then try to go into break into a church where it's upper middle class, there are all kinds of booby traps there for you. And it's just one uncomfortable situation after another. And so it, leave? Do you leave. Well, no, I'm, no. what I'm saying is don't confess a racial sin. You don't right. know. No, no, you know, no, right, right, right right, um, right, right. You've got a problem. Sure. You, you want to have a ministry to these people and, and bring them up to speed and, and, help them mature liturgically and doctrinally and everything. You want to minister to them, sure. but it's not going to happen in three weeks. It's not going to happen in three months.
5: Yeah,
2: And I, I think there's another issue here that needs to be recognized. And and let let me use a metaphor. <laughs> Texas I'm metaphor? Use a, I'm going to use a fishing metaphor. And so, you know, there's a stream and we got some rainbow trout and some Brown trout, brook trout, you know, whether, you know, let's say we've got four or five different kinds of trout in this stream. Some noodling maybe going and, on. And there. I'm, and I'm. <laughs> <In the river.
4: laughs> Stop it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so, you know, we tie on our flies and we get after it. Right. And, and, and they start, they start hitting and, you know, we, we just, we have a great day and we, we, we come home and we, we bring home our catch and, you know, we're going to, we're going to cook up some trout. Um, we don't get home and say, ah, what a failure. Almost all of these are rainbows. So here's the connection.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all yeah, was lost. Yeah, here's the connection.
2: <laughs> I, live, like I live in this community and there are these kind of people and these kind of people just like that, just like that trout stream, right? Mm-hmm. And And what do I do? I fish. You fish, yeah. Right?
5: Yeah.
2: And just like, you know, fishing, you know, there's something happening beneath the water that you don't necessarily see. Yeah. When we're fishing for men, there's something happening beneath the skin that we don't necessarily see. Yeah. It is the spirit of God who calls men That's to right. himself. And what I worry about is that with all of this bean counting, you know, as it relates to people's ethnicities and whatever, that God could put us onto a situation where he is pouring out his spirit right here. And we're seeing fruit from that, and we go home, bemoaning the fact that God is saving the wrong people, man. And that's a problem. Yeah. So I, I I really worry about this obsession of ours with you know looking like this or looking like that. Listen, if if I'm being f- a faithful fisherman, I'm I'm glad to catch whatever I catch. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Um, and 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 I and I celebrate that. Um, unless you know, it's under twelve inches here. Tonight. Unless it's under yeah. twelve inches, you know, um, you know. So it, 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 again, I I think I think there's danger in this, you know. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, the other thing is, just like you know, I think Doug just brought this out. There there are there are things that are going to attract certain individuals to certain kinds of places, and if I'm not careful. What I end up doing is compromising my convictions as it relates to you know who we are you know as a church in order to you know sort of try to have a little bit of everything for a little bit of everybody and that can be a problem and I'll 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 end it with this in our church we didn't Houston is the most ethnically diverse city in the United States mm-hmm. most people don't know that. Uh, but it is fourth largest city in the country, most ethnically diverse city in the country. And so, you know, at our church, we didn't have a lot of different ethnicities in our church until we hit about the seven-year mark, and all of a sudden, God brought people from eleven different countries in six months. In six months. There are people who come from eleven different countries. What's interesting though is because we are, you know, a, a, a confessional. You know, Second London Baptist Confession, Reformed Baptist Church.
6: Um, that don't baptize babies.
2: People, yeah, we don't <laughs> baptize babies. We don't <laughs> baptize babies. And so people from these other countries, yeah. right, um, what, what were they looking for? They, they weren't looking for just a church with people from the country that they came from. They were looking for a confessional church, regulative Worship. They were looking for, see, these things that were shared. And so they started coming. So it it became much more likely that people from other cultures that shared all these convictions would come and be a part of this church. Than you know us being in the you know backyard of Joel Osteen. Most people, when they think about church and worship, that's shaping it. They come into us and they're like, "Yeah, I'm, 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 no.
5: <laughs> this ain't <laughs> church." Know? Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and so, again, I, I say all that to say, I'm really mm. worried about what I see as an overemphasis mm. in this area.
4: You know. Hey, that's been that's that's fantastic. We got we got a close up shot right there. We these these kids, their their brains are they're fried. They're fried. Yeah. They've been. Hey, you th- would you thank us? Would you thank not us? <laughs> but, <laughs> 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 would you please, would you, please, please thank, you, us. You thank us? So yeah. selfish. Thank you Ooh, for thanking <laughs> us. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for <laughs> thanking us. <laughs> yes, thank
2: you for thanking us. My brain is <laughs> mush. <laughs> hey. <laughs> You gonna bring this in?
6: Yes. Yeah, so hey, thank everybody for coming out. Um, we want to thank NSA for having Cross Politic. We we'll probably will never be back again yes. after this particular <laughs> <take laughs> show. Thank everybody for listening for listening on Facebook. Find Twitter f- Twitter, at CrossPolitik. At Cross at Cross Well, no, what's the Twitter Twitter at Cross Politic. Cross Politic. Yeah. 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 So they're hey, in, uh,
4: Facebook. At, all fight. Laugh. And feast. Feast. we got Dr. Edwards down here. He's going to close us okay, out. I'm
3: going
5: to call Dr. Erb up to lead us all in the doxology, so please stand. Mm. Praise God.